Material on this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Endorsed Local Provider is an endorsement of customer service only and does not reflect quality of investment decisions and is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor, security sold through Independent Financial Group, LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC. Welcome to Money Empty, where the money doctors are in the house and giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner and investment advisor with over 19 years' experience in providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis. I have an MBA in finance. I'm also a Dave Ramsey preferred local provider and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 20 years. We're excited to have you listening to us today on our weekly radio show. We are right here every Saturday, like today, from 9 to 10 a.m. Yeah, you can also go to our website, moneymd.net. We have a link in the top right-hand corner. You can uh, click on that. You can stream us uh, anywhere in the world. We have uh, clients, um, 30 30 states roughly, and um, we have folks listening to us outside the CSRA. If you're local, um, you can go to 1230 a.m. as well as another another way to listen to us. Yeah, you can also download the TuneIn Radio app, and you can listen to us on your smartphone. I think there's also an iTalkUS app on there, but I listen to the, you know, with the TuneIn Radio app, and it's a great way because you can do it while you're, you know, yep. around the house this week on the weekend, um, working around the house or on vacation, on a cruise. Or yeah, there you go. Golf vacation. Wherever you're hanging you know, out. We're talking. That's right. That's right. That's a great way to listen. Um, but uh, we have a great show lined up for the day. Um, you know, we're going to start off here, John, talking about Social Security. Yes. You know, this is the, the problem that will never go away. If you and I were in charge, we could have this thing fixed in, like, probably oh. 30 minutes. We could write something up that would make sense, um, you know, and we could fix it. That's right. Done. I mean, I'm almost in the camp of the benevolent dictator, you know. Just, somebody can just get it done just and do it. take care of it. And, and move on. And, but, unfortunately, Congress and, you know, yeah. all the politics they involved. They don't have enough gumption to do it, right? They will just never fix it. That's exactly right. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about that first. That's a great article. Then we're going to move into the 10 great money-saving apps. Um, you know, there are so many ways to save money. And it's right at your fingertips, John. I mean, you got the Swiss Army knife of money-saving techniques right at your fingertips and mm-hmm. your smartphone. So we're going to talk about how to do that. There's 10 great apps that will save you big money. Yeah, it's I recognize good. some of these, but some of them are, are new. So Yeah, yeah, there's some different ones. Good yeah. ones. Yep. And we're going to follow up uh, in, in the uh, show on an article out of U.S. Uh, News and World Report about... 401k withdrawals and uh, how it affects your uh, retirement security. So, you know, I had a um, conversation with a young um, uh, teen uh, about a week ago, uh, 18, 19 years old, and basically said, you know, your most important thing that you need to do is get an emergency fund in place because if you don't, when a crisis happens, then you're going to go into your 401k, which is pretty common. That's right. And it can really wreck a, a retirement scenario. So we're going to kind of dive into some of the uh, the cons associated with that. Yeah, that's a great topic. Great topic. All right. Um, Pony, welcome our, our advisor, uh, J- uh, Gordon, Gordon Leppard, yeah. who's with us again today. Woo-hoo. So welcome, Gordon. Glad to be here, to guys. The show. Yep. And um, we're going to start off here with our financial fact of the week. Yeah, this is from the National Council on Aging. And um, 
Kind of has a, uh, a golf play to it. Can I have a mulligan? Do you ever take mulligans? Uh, you know, I, the first is that, tee. Is that why you're so good? That's it. I take. A, <laughs> I, I save my mulligan action. I use it on my first really bad drive. Yeah. No, honestly, I don't do it. First tee, though, yeah. If I yeah. haven't warmed up, warm I'll, it up, I'll play a mulligan. Yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, with retirement, you really don't have a you, mulligan. You get no mulligans. No do-overs. So here's the stat. Um, on, on more than one... Uh, one um, a thousand seniors, excuse me, were surveyed back in March of 2014. They were age uh, 60 and over. 45% of them indicated that if they could turn back the clock, they would have saved more money for retirement um, than what they had. And I know I don't know about you, and I, everyone I talk to basically that comes in says, I wish I would have started this when I was in my 20s. Um, there's yep. not many people that start saving when they're in their 20s. They usually wait until they're mid-30s many times, sometimes even 40s. So, um, you know, learn from the wisdom and experience of people that are in retirement now and, and make that a priority. Yeah, I'm surprised it's only 45%. It um, seemed kind of low because yeah, I'd say I probably mean, about 90% of the people that everybody in, could use some more money sure. in retirement. Yeah. I mean, just about. So, anyway. Yeah, it, it did seem low. But still, half the people, I mean, that's still a, a pretty, you know, large number. I don't know who they surveyed, where they got these thousand seniors from, but... Um, right, but uh, I don't know. There's bottom still line is, you need to start early. That's really the just make it line. a priority. That's right, make it a priority. Stick, get up to that fifteen percent per per year of your income that you're saving. Yeah, that's right. So, good financial fact of the week. Okay, and that leads up to our first topic here, and that is um, why Social Security isn't fixed. John, I mean, we have an article here at bankrate.com. Uh, you know, yeah, we've been kicking this problem around now for, what, 20 years, it seems like? I, I really do think of all the issues we have with, with deficits and, and Medicare and Obamacare and Social Security. This is probably the, would be the simplest mathematically Easiest. to solve. It's, I mean, there's, and nobody denies it's an easy fix, right? You either got to increase taxes on it or you got to cut benefits, yeah. you know, some way, shape, or form. And or some combination of the two, and mm-hmm. you know the Democrats, of course, want to increase taxes, and Republicans want to cut yeah, benefits. That's and, the hard part, and that's the hard part coming to agreement. You think they could just compromise, do a little both, and be done with this? Yeah, but I'm tired of talking about it. I am too. I am too. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've been talking about this for a while, and you know, I think the fact is, is that um, you know the Social Security issue is not in dispute. I mean, most sides uh, both believe that there's an issue. The 2013 report of the Social Security Board of Trustees projects that the Social Security Trust Fund will be exhausted in 2033. That's about 19 years away. That's really, it's not that far away. I mean, that's less than yeah. two decades. I'm surprised it's going to last that long. It is negative already. I mean, they're already running deficit and dipping into the trust fund mm-hmm. every single year. And, you know, it's the quote trust fund, right? It's a fund, a trust fund full of IOUs yeah. that um, the government, you know, has borrowed from. borrowed from and issued like non-negotiable 2%, yeah. you know, bonds. So we'll see. 19 years after that, they're saying the payroll taxes, um, the revenue that comes in will be sufficient to only pay about 75% of the scheduled benefits through the year 2087. If you look on your Social Security statement, um, you can see that those words in there. And, and by the way, just as a side note, if you haven't found your Social Security statement recently, they haven't sent them out since 2011. Go to ssa.gov and you can you can access it that way. Yeah, they've cut some expenses that way, which which I think was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, fixing the problem isn't rocket science, John. I mean, it it would reassure millions of recipients that their retirement planning is secure and get that issue off the table. Because when we meet with people right now. 
we always have to bring up the issue of, well, this year's Social Security benefit, but, yeah. you know, you may not be able to count on it because that's 20 years in the future, and, you know, we know it's running deficit, yep. and, you know, it's, it's hard just, to plan. It, it's sad. So, I mean, why don't we just bite the bullet, fix Social Security now, and, and get the thing over with? Yeah. Well, let's let's call somebody. Yeah, we you ought got, to. You got connections. You used to, uh, Greenspan used to live in your neighborhood, right? Was it? Well, it was my grandmother's, where my, where my mom grew up, my grandmother's neighborhood in Dillon, South Carolina. Okay, yeah, not, so you got connections. Not Greenspan, it was Bernanke. Bernanke, Greenspan, yeah. Bernanke. They're but he's the... out of there. He can't fix the problem. Now <laughs> yeah. it's Janet Yellen, you know, but it's, that's the Fed chair. Anyway, it's Congress, John. Come on, well, get I back know, on top somebody, somebody up in Washington can make this thing change. So They can. You know, over the last five years, the Institute for Women's Policy Research has been looking at the issues uh, surrounding Social Security and you know, talking to politicians and policy experts about fixing the problems, and recently, it, re- it released a report on the uh, report on the findings, and it says that most people in positions to do something about Social Security agree on what needs to be fixed, but they disagree, like we said earlier, on how to pay for it. So again, it gets back to politics. Yeah, that's right. You know, Republicans say we should pay for it by reducing the benefits for those with the higher incomes. Democrats have introduced several bills that say they were going to pay for it. Uh, Social Security by raising the tax on people with higher incomes. Um, you know, the Institute uh, researchers at, um, you know, this this institute, they say that, uh, you know, politicians are factoring in all these issues into fixing Social Security, but they aren't getting it done. Yeah, and, and again, it goes back to politics. Democrats told interviewers that the driving issue now is the uh, the national debt, and introducing Social Security reform into the discussion would muddle both issues. Um, that sounds like they're trying to kick the can again, but uh, delaying the discussion five years might distance it from the debt crisis. Plus, they're saying more uh, boomers will be collecting at that point, making the need for fixing the shortfall more immediate. So I'm not sure why they think it's not immediate today, you know? Yeah, you know, I mean, higher benefits for, for lower earners is uh, another um issue out there you know many people think that there ought to be um longevity payments you know a bump in benefit for those who live beyond a certain age others would uh revise the cost of living formula to reflect the cost of health care and other things on which older people spend a lot of money and still others suggest eliminating the part of the calculation that gives credit for 35 years of work and basing it on fewer years of work you know the challenge would would mostly aid women who take time out from the workforce to care for families, and that's mm-hmm. something that they talked about in the seventies and eighties as well. But you know, really hasn't been a, as much talked about lately. Um, so there are people out there that want to actually increase benefit for lower workers. So you got that competing issue as well. Yeah, and they're also talking about improving benefits for single people. Uh, bipartisan majority of those interviewed supported the idea of adding caregiving. Work credits to Social Security records of men and women that take care of children and elders instead of holding full-time jobs. Um, Other people would eliminate spousal benefits altogether and compensate lower earners with a higher minimum benefit. And uh, a few would actually modify spousal benefits by adding an earnings sharing plan that combines and averages total earnings for both of the couples over the uh, duration of their marriage. So, you know, this would potentially make it easier to share the retirement benefits after divorce, but it just complicates it and probably adds some of the cost back to it yeah you know i mean i think the bottom line here john on this issue is you know there's a lot of competing interest there's a lot of ideas out there about how to fix the system you know increasing taxes lowering benefits even people want to increase benefits in the midst of all that it's not going to be solved quickly no until we get 
until the republic the 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 um, public really rises up and forces Congress to force the, to address this issue. They're going to keep kicking it down the road yeah. because they don't want to address it. There's, it's just too hard. They're going to either increase taxes, which is probably a likely scenario, and reduce benefits. But it's going to be it's a while down the road. It I don't is. think it's on the agenda any time in the next five years because it's just not enough pressure for it. Yep. So, All right. That leads up to our break here. But if you have questions, you can email us at info at moneymd.net or give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. You're listening to Money MD with John and Steve. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner, and I'm here with John Travis, who is a Dave Ramsey preferred local provider, and Gordon Leppard, who is an advisor at Richard Young Associates. And we are continuing our discussion here, um, actually starting a new topic here um, after the break, and that is the 10 great money-saving apps. But mm-hmm. before we do that, we're going to do the question of the week. Yeah, this question is um, one we get periodically. I, I met with a, a couple, and she's not eligible to uh, save in her retirement plan at work. She's not. Um, they have a, a year-and-a-half type uh, type deal that you have to be working there before you can put. So her question was, is where else can I save for retirement? That's a good question. Um, you know, is. Roth IRAs are certainly a great place to put money. Put up to fifty five hundred dollars if you're under fifty, and a thousand dollar catch up above that. Uh, just a traditional IRA is another place. Yep. Um, another place people don't really think about is a brokerage account. Um, sometimes that can be a, a, a good place to to put retirement money. It's, it's treated a little differently from taxes, so you got to make sure you're talking with your CPA or your advisor um, before you you say. But there's a couple different options that you have. Yeah, that's right. Just a good tax managed account is is not a bad option, mm-hmm. and you know Roth is certainly. Yeah, we like Roth. We like Roth a lot because that's totally tax free, and you know, once you're fifty nine and a half, um, but you know, and you can also do an HSA account. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a high deductible savings plan that qualifies, um, gee, you can put like sixty two hundred. It might be sixty three hundred dollars a year now for a family in a health savings account, yeah. and that's just like a Roth, um, in the sense that it is tax deductible. And then it is it well it's better than a Roth. It's tax yeah, deductible on the right. front end, then it's tax free when it comes out for qualifying medical expenses on the back end. On the back end, and you can accumulate those. Yes, you can accumulate right. those over your lifetime and, and pull them all pull it all out at the end based on previous expenses. You talking about saving medical for retirement? You have medical expenses in retirement? <laughs> yeah, there might be a few, John. Yeah. So I've heard. Yeah, you know, actually, I'm that's a great strategy. Yet. I have an HSA that I'm trying to do that with, trying to put money in there every year, not spend it, and then save it for retirement. As far as the tax benefits are concerned, there is no other vehicle yeah. on the planet yeah, the that best. has better benefits than a HSA that's right. that I'm aware of. But when you withdraw those during retirement, those funds will have to be used toward medical medical expenses. Yeah, no That's golf correct. vacation, Steve. Just oh, medical. really? You know, well, and it doesn't I, count if you get hurt, necessarily. What golf. if I hurt on myself golf. on the golf course? course right. Then, doesn't know, matter how you get hurt. You spend $1,000 for a Band-Aid you know, or Greens fees. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, who's, who's to say I couldn't pay for my <laughs> surgery that I had 10 years ago while I had the HSA account um, with money I took out, and since I've already paid for it, I used that money for a golf vacation. What's wrong with that plan, John? That works. <laughs> Ten years ago? I Ten years ago, it works. some good records. Oh, yeah, I do. I have a drawer. I just put every medical bill in that drawer, every one, and I have, like, the big doctor <laughs> bills, and it just piles up, and... 
You know, yeah. I figure I figure ten years down the road when I need money for something, I can get it tax free out of my HSA. You just have hundreds of receipts in there. You I just do. pull one out. I do. I don't even categorize them. I just throw them in there. So man. basically, we're describing a supplemental long term care strategy. Yeah. That's uh, not not replacing long term no. care now. That's right. By any means, but kind of a supplemental yeah. tax free, yeah, tax free right. vehicle, tax uh, deductible and tax free. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a great. I mean, it's an unbelievable tool. So, so. I take it you like HSAs? Oh, I just think they're unbelievable. <laughs> I really do. We could do the whole show on HSAs if you want. We could. We just about covered a segment there, haven't we? Tune in next week. We better get to our real segment here before we run out of time. All right. And that is getting back on topic here. We have a great article out of the, the Kiplinger's Magazine, the 10 Great Money-Saving Apps. You know, I mean, if you have a smartphone or a tablet, it can be your ticket to saving a lot of money. Um, and it's right there at your fingertips. All you have to do is is have the right app, right? So by allowing yourself access to a multitude of free apps out there, um, you can save big on products and services, earn cash back, gift cards for purchases, and, and also track your spending so you won't be way over budget. So, yeah, yeah, a mobile phone... It, to me, it is the smartphone is like the Swiss Army knife for saving money. You know, with the right app, you can do some amazing things with it. So here are the 10 great mobile apps that don't cost a dime and yet can help you save a lot of money every single day. All right, so the first one here on the list, John, I've never heard before. Yeah, um, I haven't either. And that is called GoodRx. Um, it compares prices of prescription drugs at pharmacies near you and online. You can find the best deal with this app. Um, GoodRx has received high marks from Consumers Report, which I think is a very reputable mm-hmm. you know, organization for comparing these things. It also offers coupons and savings tips to help cut the cost of prescription, prescription drugs even more. Yeah. And as we know, I mean, prescription drugs can be... You know, hundreds of dollars a month yeah, for that's people. Great. So that's if you can save ten percent, you're saving. Yeah, you know, you're saving pretty big money pretty quick. I have to add that one to mine. I haven't heard of that one. The next one I have heard of is called um, Ibota. Is that how you pronounce it? I guess. Yeah, um, I don't. It's I B O T T A. This this app helps you score rebates when you shop, and basically what it does is it it, it checks the list of products with available rebates. You can then click on the ones you want to buy and and complete a short task such as watching a video or taking a poll to get the rebate. And so when you purchase the products and scan your receipt, or you may have a loyalty card as well, um, you can redeem your rebates, which are typically, it's small, 25 cents. But you you can transfer your earnings to PayPal or Venmo, which is another, uh, I guess, competitor of PayPal. Once you've earned $5 and you can get a gift card once you've, you know, earn two dollars. So it's just a way to kind of get rebates and so forth. Wow, a whole twenty five cents. Huh, yeah, John? man, that's a good one. Hey. You couldn't come up with a better one than that. Yeah, you know, well, you if you get if you do this daily, Steve, think about that. I mean, that could be ninety bucks. You can go out and get a nice dinner with your wife. Right? Uh, yeah, that would take a long time for twenty five cents. Oh yeah, ninety I mean, bucks. But uh, <laughs> you know, okay. I mean, you Carolina folks, maybe the twenty five cents is mm-hmm. worth something to you. But yeah, uh, it is. We, we watch how pennies. much time it takes. We, you. Fifteen we'd, seconds. We'd rather mm-hmm. save the hundred, the ten to hundred dollar ones. You know, like like the ones I'm coming up with here. All right. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> that's a good one. Thank yeah, you. kayaks. The next one here. Um, you know, from a favorite online source for cheap airfares. This travel app helps you not only find the best prices on flights but also for hotel rooms rental cars um you get price alerts for hotels and flights through this app it's available you know pretty much on any uh device out there 
and you'll save a lot more than 25 cents with this app. <laughs> so uh, that's a good one. Go for the big dollars. That's right. That's good. <laughs> the next one here is Key Ring. Um, this is one I've never heard of. Yeah, with this app, you no longer have to weight down your, your keychain with all those miniature loyalty cards that you use from retailers to get the points and get the freebies that they give, like the gym or the library and, and the other similar membership cards for that matter. You can use this app. Um, it's good for pretty much Android, Apple devices, pretty much any of them. You can scan and store your barcodes from all your cards, and then you just show the scan barcode when you check in or you get your or get it out for your loyalty program discount and rewards. And the app also lets you search for coupons from more than 13,000 brands and retailers um, and browse weekly uh, exclusive sale items. Tammy has one of those keychains with uh, probably 50 or 60 of those little coupon things. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like you carry them around, and it's like you put them in your pocket. It looks like you have a baseball. You oh, know? I mean, <laughs> women, women have that whole thing in their purse. I mean, it's just crazy to me i mean i think this is a great app for just getting rid of all those yeah she will have this on her her phone today so it's pretty good i like that one um the next one here is last minute travel um this is a relatively new app from the website um and uh it offers travelers access to wholesale prices for hotels in more than 150 countries and flights from 175 carriers it also offers discounts on theme parks, uh, sporting events, and similar activities. And despite the name, the wholesale rates are available anytime, not just last-minute bookings. Um, this They did a comparison and did hotel rates in Atlanta, Boston, and Chicago, and they found that the lowest prices um, typically were lower by at least $10 or as much as $100 on the uh, this this last-minute travel app, um, and it compared it to hotels, Expedia, and Priceline. So, see, I'm trying to save hundreds of dollars. Now you're talking, John. I mean, I mean that's more like money. it. We're yeah. talking vacation. We're yeah. talking 10 to $100. I, yeah. I like it. I like it. Good that's, stuff. That's a lot more like it. All right. Um, yeah, and then uh, next one here right before the break, before we go to break, is Mint Personal Finance. You know, this is an app from the popular money management site, Mint.com. It's one I actually use. I, I love this site. Um, it can help you track your spending, stick to a budget, can link you to your financial accounts um, to the app, and it will automatically track and categorize your transactions to show you where your money's going and to pinpoint ways you can save money. You receive alerts um, to notify you of fees, uh, to remind you to pay bills, and, and to warn you when you're going over budget. And I've gotten all those alerts, and it works very, very well. I think that's a great app. Really How long is. have you been using this app, Steve? Mint.com, probably three or four years. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's great. I get a, I got an alert last month. Uh, you're way over category in this one category on your budget. Golf. Well, no, <laughs> I had bought a lot of equipment, you know, in one category. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. But, yeah, I mean, it, it tells me when my credit cards are due. It alerts mm-hmm. me if I, you know, I haven't been paid. So it's a pretty cool app. It really is. So you can create your budget in there, and it'll also do it automatically if you don't, you know, if you just log in your uh, credit cards. It'll, it'll automatically create your budget based on your expending habits. Okay, well, that leads up to our break here. But if you have questions, you can email us at info at moneymd.net. Or you can give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. You're listening to Money MD with John and Steve. We'll be right back after these messages and Gina News. Stay with us. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner, and I'm here with John Travis, who is a Dave Ramsey preferred local provider, and also Gordon Leppard, who is an advisor at Richard Young Associates. And we are um, continuing our discussion here before the break about the 10 great money saving apps, an article out of Kiplinger's magazine. And, you know, John, there's some good ones here, ones that I've never, yeah. um, you know, heard of. My favorite was the Ibota. I bought it. The rebate, the I 25 cent rebate. I love that 25 cent <clears throat> Just one. slow and steady. That's right. It's slow wins the race every time. There you go. You know, <laughs> at 25 cents, that will get you. Dave, Dave calls them baby steps for a reason. So. Yeah, right. It'll take, what, about 20 of those to buy, like, one sleeve of balls That's or right. Just, That's right, man. It's just not quite getting it done for me, Gordon. I don't know. How about you? <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you there, Steve. <clears throat> you guys going for the big But the I do like run, the, huh? the good the good RX one. Is a yeah, new one I've never heard of. Last-minute travel. Yeah. I, I love last-minute travel. Of course, I love vacations, so that's a big savings one. You know, you get some big, big, big savings. And they actually beat Priceline, Expedia, and Hotels.com, according to Kiplinger's, which is pretty hard to beat. Mm-hmm. I mean, boy, I thought Priceline's about as cheap as it gets. So uh, Key Ring was one we talked about. You know, saves all the – you can put all your uh, uh, discount uh, cards, cards, membership cards on there, so that, those, those scan cards. And then Kayak, we've heard of before, um, another good travel app as well. So, uh, and then Mint Personal, you know, Finance, I think, is just a great app. I've been using that mm-hmm. one for years and, you know, alerts you every time you're over budget on something or if you have a bill coming due and, um, you know, helps you create a budget um, right there on your phone that you can pull up and keeps track of all your accounts as well. So you can see what, what you got on your credit card, what the balance is currently. Um, on Mint, and it'll actually send you an email if mm-hmm. you put that in there, if you set that up so it alerts you every week what your balance is. So those are all good ones. The next one here on the list was one called Red Laser, um, which we mentioned before. Um, I, I think this is a great app, too. This is one of my favorites. I mean, because you can use this app when you're shopping. You can scan the barcodes with your phone, um, of items to find out if they're selling for less at other retailers or online. And I think it will actually show you where those retailers are located hmm. right around wherever you're at. You know, it'll pull up a map and show you, you know. So if the store where you're at shopping has a price matching policy, you may be able to use this app, too, as evidence that the retailer, um, you know, nearby has the same item for a lower price. So this app lets you scan the barcodes from the from your store loyalty cards as well, so just like Keyring, and then store them all in one place on this app. Um, I think this is just an awesome tool for big purchases. You're in the store, you're not sure whether this TV, you love the feature, and you're not sure if this is the right price or not for Mm -hmm. you, or if it's the lowest price. You just scan the barcode, and boom, it tells you what the prices are all over the place. It's kind of like Gas Buddy's not on here, but it does the same thing. Gas Buddy shows you the prices, you know, stores around you, so you can try to get the cheapest price. So That's right. I like that one, too. Another little uh, good good app. Um, And the next one here on the list is is Retail Me Not. Uh, This app has thousands of coupons from a long list of retailers um, that you simply show to the cashier at at checkout for savings, and it, it really is very easy to use. 
Uh, you can search for coupons by store or category, such as like clothing, electronics, food, and travel, um, or you can peruse the day's hot deals. So you can sign up to get alerts. Um, so, you know, it's very it's a very quick application. Tammy uses this one. Hmm. And, and you just show them your phone, and they just they take it off. So it's pretty quick. And it saves you more than a quarter? It does. Oh, good. 25% sometimes. Oh, now Ooh. you're talking. Yeah, I like the Big percent dollars. ones. Yeah, I like the percent ones. That's That's a good one. All right, and um, the next one here on the list is called Shopkick. Um, you can earn points, known as kicks, that can be redeemed for gift cards when you use this app at participating retailers such as Best Buy, Macy's, Old Navy, and Target. Simply activating this app at a store entrance um, as you walk in, uh, it will get you points. So, um, But you collect even more points whenever you scan products and make purchases so you can link this to your MasterCard or Visa um, to this app to earn additional points on qualifying purchases. So that's pretty cool. I've never heard of that one. Um, I guess it doesn't doesn't work with Amazon. That's my favorite yeah, uh, yeah. retailer. <laughs> Can't walk in that store. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, maybe Lowe's and Home Depot. That would be good because I frequent those pretty well too. So uh, that's a good one. Shopkick. And then the next one here is called Waze. Um, if sure you're was. It could be Waz. Yeah, it probably is Waz. But it's got an E on the end, John. W-A-Z-E. Wazzy? Wazzy. <laughs> Who knows? I can tell you didn't major in English, did you? <laughs> no, I did not. Yeah, usually if it's followed by an E, it makes the... the Makes the uh, makes it long. Long A. <laughs> exactly. Ways. I don't know. Anyway, you, you figure it out. W-A-Z-E. If you're on the road a lot, you can save money and time with this app provides real-time traffic information um, contributed by users so you can find the best route to avoid backups. You don't waste gas is where they're going with this one. Um, you can also use uh, ways to to find uh, the cheapest gas station along your route. Yeah, it's got to be pronounced ways, John, because it's ways, the ways to go. You're finding your ways. Okay. Exactly. Right. I mean, come on, you know, so... All right. Um, and then, you know, of course, there are hundreds of other fantastic apps out there for saving money, which include my favorites like Golf Now. <laughs> TripAdvisor is a great one. Um, you know, Gas Buddy, okay. as you, you mentioned, yep. John. You know, Jet Setter, okay. Yelp. Um, you know, there's some great ones out there. So, you know, get to work using the technology at your fingertips for saving money now so that you can find fund your Roth IRA or even take more vacations there you go that'd be my vote so good one all right and that leads us up here to our prescription of the week yeah uh steve this has to do with um really when you have a goal um you, know, you see the uh i guess united way goals where they have the um the uh thermometer thermometer yeah that and as you collect more money you kind of see your goal well you know if you have debt that you're trying to pay off um, I've seen people put things up on their refrigerator, or maybe it's a savings goal for an emergency fund, to keep it in front of the family, you know, and talk about it and make it a kind of a, almost a game to see how fast you can get to your goals. So the prescription is is create this visual reminder and, and, and post it on your refrigerator so you can talk about it as a family, how you can get through that goal quicker. It yeah. works. It's effective. I think that's that's an awesome way to do it. Just keeps it in front of you. Mm-hmm. keeps everybody looking at the goal, you know. Um, place that you frequently visit your refrigerator yes yeah, we <laughs> all do that so you could do like the united way uh you know fundraising goal where you had the red line and the sure. green line yeah and as you to... get closer to paying off your debt or right. the emergency fund right. you can put that in play in this case you could just have it going down yeah. you know well that's right just, uh, what 
And it's another way to, to communicate if you have kids that, you know, you're working towards a goal, kind of like what you were talking right. about, saving for vacation. Right. We, right. We, we have that jar, that clear container in our kitchen, and the girls, they see it yeah. uh, every day, you know, that we're working toward saving some money for, for Disney. And, you know, when it, when it kind of gets filled up, I actually need to get a larger jar, thankfully. But, uh, you know... They see it and it's full. They're just like, "Hey, yeah. it's time to go this week." And, uh, <laughs> Getting close. Still got a little while. Let's you know, let's keep saving. But that, like you said, John, it is a good visual reminder. So you break it open, count it for them. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll break it open, count it for them, and then kind of, all right, let's let's see, start again. Let's continue to build at. on that. Yeah, yeah, that's so. great. Well, the debt one is just fantastic, and I think that's yeah. something everybody needs to get serious about. <clears throat> You know, tackle those small debts first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the Dave Ramsey way. Yeah, the debt is snowball. Get some, get some momentum going. Yep. You know, get, knock out the small ones first and work up to the big ones. If it was about math, you wouldn't be in this situation. <clears throat> but it's psychology, uh, too. It is. Yeah, it, it is. It's a lot of emotions. That's it. The behaviors that are associated with it. Yes, you're exactly right. That's exactly right. That's a good one. All right. That leads up to our last topic here, um, which we'll just start here before the break. And that is... Um, how an early 401k withdrawal affects your retirement security. Um, you know, John, I mean, I, I had a call from a guy just this week mm-hmm. about this very issue, about taking um, substantial equal distributions, which is an early withdrawal, mm-hmm. but you're locked into it for five years. And over the years, I've seen, you know, probably a dozen people do that. And it's a, unfortunately, it's a very dangerous thing to do um, because... You know, you're locking yourself in for five years. You're tapping your retirement money early before you retired, um, hopefully, because if you're retiring, you know, and having to tap into it otherwise, then then you may not be on a good path. And, you know, it's just something that's just dangerous. you got to be careful here about taking money out early. Yeah, I mean, you've got taxes. If you're under 59 and a half, you have penalties. So... Uh, you know, when someone calls and asks Dave Ramsey, should you should you take out money from a 401k? It's basically like saying, hey, you're going to borrow money at 30 or 40 percent interest. Well, mm-hmm. nobody would do that, basically. That's right. So it can change the retirement landscape if it's small amounts. Generally, you know, you can work through it. But I see people taking out, you know, sixty, eighty, a hundred thousand from 401ks. They do loans sometimes. So we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll dig we'll into it here after the break. But the bottom line is, I mean, people. You just got to be really careful here. So we'll talk about all that when we come back here. But if you have questions, you can email us when uh, at info at moneymd.net, or you can give us a call at 706-739-0725. You're listening to Money MD with John and Steve. We'll be right back after these messages. Stay with us. Welcome back to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner, and I'm here with John Travis, who is a Dave Ramsey preferred local provider, and Gordon Leppard, who is an advisor at Richard Young Associates. And we're continuing our discussion here um, before the break about you know how early 401k withdrawals can affect your retirement security. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, John, it's it's to the detriment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it not going to help your retirement. To tap your 401k early, so, but but people don't really see all the different ways that it can hurt you. So yes. we're going to dig into that here and talk about different ways you can tap it and kind of what the long-term impact is, particularly on our experience, you know, sure. the last 20 years of helping people. Yeah, and this article is from U.S. News and, and World Report, so uh, it's good. I mean, we, we do see this frequently, and it definitely changes the retirement landscape when someone pulls money out of a 401k. 
Um, you know, and taking money out of the 401k before the age of 59 and a half, it typically results in, you know, taxes, penalties on the amount withdrawn. Investors who take early withdrawals also mix, miss out on tax deferred growth, which is one piece of the puzzle, Steve, I don't think a lot of people really think about. So I try to That's put right. some numbers on that when I talk to folks. Um, so here's what happens when you do take a 401k withdrawal and uh, how to limit the fallout. The first one is income tax. Many people <clears throat> are surprised when they ha- they realize that regular income tax is going to be due on each withdrawal from your traditional 401k plan. So a worker in a 25% tax bracket who takes out a $10,000 uh, withdrawal, he'll owe $2,500 in federal income taxes. And, um, you know, in Georgia or South Carolina, it's going to be another, you know, a couple hundred bucks in uh, in state taxes. So that's you, right. You're going to be up in the 30, 30% range more than likely. And, you know, when you receive the 401k distribution, 20% will typically be withheld uh, by the administrator uh, of the 401k for income tax purposes. So, you know, if you withdraw 10000 from a 401k account, you'll actually only receive $8,000. They'll withhold that. Automatically. Automatically. That's right. Yeah. You don't, you know, many times you don't have a choice. So you'll need to come up with additional taxes that you owe from the distribution itself or from another source. And that, that comes back and it bites people when they do the taxes the following year. Yeah, and I think it's typically more than, you know, what they're mentioning here about, you know, the 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 25 percent federal bracket plus your your um your state and your penalty um because you know when you add it all up it's about 40 percent right mm-hmm, i mean 25 percent plus 10 percent plus another six or seven percent for state yeah you know it's 40 percent tax so if you need to net ten thousand dollars you really have to take out something like sixteen thousand dollars that's right that's you right know? if you so pull out ten big, you'll you'll end up net after all the taxes are paid getting about six Right, it's a huge difference. So you you have to you have to do the math and realize you know how how much it's going to hurt your retirement plan and you lose the earning power on all that money. But yeah, many people you know who have cash outs when they leave their job are often not leaving their job voluntarily, as you know some of this is being used as a temporary stopgap measure as a result of that you know because they're being laid off. So that's according to employee benefit research institute and they say you know if you have a situation where you don't absolutely have to have the money you should keep as much in the tax advantage accounts as possible in your 401k yeah the bottom line i think on that is you know you just don't want to touch your 401k um if you can help it because it's not worth it you will never make up the money we've seen this over the past 20 years Mm You know, people that take money out and say, oh, I'll, I'll pay it back in later or increase my, my contribution to my plan, it never happens. They never get the money back in. It's just it's just impossible. I talked to a person this week that had a Roth IRA, and they cashed it out, took the money out, and now they're in their mid-60s. They're still working, but they only got a couple of years. They can't get the money back in. Mm-hmm. No way to get it back in the account. Yeah, and, you know, that's a shame. A, had a substantial balance, and... Um, so it's a it's a touchy situation. You don't want to tap that money early. And you know, Steve, we also see four hundred one k loans. So some people do four hundred one k loans as well. Uh, you don't necessarily have to pay income tax on it, but um, you know you do have to pay it back with interest. And uh, if you leave your job, which at some point everybody leaves their job, um, you know that loan typically becomes due. And if you can't pay that back, then the loan balance can become an early taxable distribution. And, um, you know, a lot of people use the loan in 401Ks as their emergency fund, but that can be dangerous. Um, that is not the ideal way to, to handle your finances. You want to have your emergency fund separate. Leave your 401K alone. 
let it do its thing because if you do pull out a loan, you just don't know when you're going to be laid off or for health reasons you can't work anymore. So um, in addition to that, there's a, a penalty associated with it. Yeah, that's right. It's called the early withdrawal penalty, as we've alluded to here earlier. You know, if you're under age 59 and a half, when you take your 401k distribution, you have to pay a 10% early withdrawal penalty in order to um, to be able to do that, in addition to regular income tax on the withdrawal. So a 50-year-old in a 25% bracket who withdraws $10,000 from his 401k, they're going to hand over about a third of the withdrawal, including $2,500 federal tax and the $10,000 and the thousand for the early withdrawal penalty, and then also the state taxes on top of that. Mm-hmm. So really, it's going to be more like forty percent. That's right. You know that you're going to handle over, and um, that's just very, very painful. That's a huge interest rate. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of people they start asking these questions, or some people, excuse me, they ask these questions after their actions. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've even talked with right. and met with some people that have um, done something like you're describing here. Right. You know, either with a, a loan or a withdrawal. Oh, uh, that ten percent yeah. penalty applies to me. Yeah. And they once they do some of those actions, isn't there a time period or a time frame that you can't undo that? Yeah. Well, if you if you take a cash distribution, you have sixty you have days, 60 days yeah. to put it back in. So right. after that point, you know, they're then it's done. You. That's right. Then it's done. There are some exemptions. If you're um, if you lose or leave your your job um, and you're sixty or fifty five. And younger, then there's some some caveats to that um, with for the penalty. If you're totally or permanently disabled, there's also some things associated with that. Medical expenses sometimes come into play. So there are some rules that you won't be uh, penalized at 10%. You're still going to pay taxes on it. Yeah. In fact, right? you can do the substantial equal distributions, mm-hmm. which is what some people do. Um, but that usually doesn't work out well either because you, what you're doing is you're locking into a uh, 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 they call it a 72T distribution, where you're taking the same amount every single year, but you have to do that for at least five years or until age 59 and a half, whichever is longer. And the problem is if you break that, that cycle over that five-year period, then you have to you owe tax and penalty, you owe the penalty on all the money you've taken out. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you, I mean, I've seen probably a dozen people do that, and probably a fourth of them have broken that mm-hmm. that that distribution because you don't know what's going to happen three or four years down the road. Right. Things come up, things change, you need more money, or you need it. You need to change it. Mm-hmm. Well, those people are taking that money out in that particular type of situation for a reason. And so, right. you know, like you're talking about, being able to go back and, and uh, take care of that penalty, that could really put them in a... In a pretty bad bind yeah oh yeah no doubt it's a, it's a huge hole so in addition you had the the federal tax state tax the penalty and i think one of the biggest items and i try to emphasize this to people is you have you know you're losing that investing growth and they have a great example here if you had ten thousand dollars in a 401k account at age 30 and you left it in there without putting any more money in it if you uh, if you left it for 35 years until age 65 and you were able to make seven percent annual return that ten thousand would grow to like a hundred and seven thousand dollars. All right. So if you yep. pull that out, that ten thousand dollars out, you're probably going to get six thousand based on the federal, state, and penalty. So you've basically given up a hundred and seven thousand dollars by taking that that sixty five hundred out. That's a huge trade off, and that's kind of what this whole article is talking about. It changes the retirement landscape. It does. A small withdrawal, you know, 20 years before retirement, uh, 30 years would be even worse. I mean, it just cha- makes a huge difference because that money early on in in your savings, you know, 
career, if you will, lifetime, is just very, very important. Um, yeah, I mean, less money in retirement is the big issue here. Many workers dip in their 401k plans early as a result of maybe losing their job or some kind of financial setback. I mean, when, when families experience a financial shortfall, I mean, their 401k accounts are usually the only financial safety net they have. So, you know, in hard times, families, they rely on these accounts so they can keep paying their bills. But, you know, while an early 401k withdrawal may solve the immediate problem, it often creates a lot of financial complications over the long term. And I'll just add this, too. It's also addictive. Mm -hmm. Once they do it once, you'll do it over and over and over again to bail yourself out. You can't start that cycle. Yeah, and I I think we all agree that that emergency fund, Dave Ramsey is a huge believer in the emergency fund. That protects you between you and life, between health issues, car issues, family issues, job issues. You know, having that emergency fund is probably the the key to starting out and being successful financially. So, stay away from the four hundred one k. Let that thing grow and do its thing over time, and it'll it'll give you a better retirement. That's exactly right. I mean, it's there for retirement, and uh, you can't get the money back in. It's just very very difficult. So you need to resist the temptation to dip into it. Really, for anything other mm-hmm. than retirement. That's what it's there for, right? Social Security, we've already talked about that, you know, it's not as reliable as yeah, it Social Security is probably going to change. you want to talk about that before we close up a little bit? Or? No, I think we're done with that. We'll cover that next week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been this week's edition of Money MD with John and Steve. Tune in next Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. For more prescriptions for your financial health, check out our website, moneymd.net, or email us your questions. We'd love to hear from you at info at moneymd.net. Or give us a call at 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Have a good one. Material on this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Endorsed local provider is an endorsement of customer service only and does not reflect quality of investment decisions and is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor, securities sold through Independent Financial Group, LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC. Yeah.